business trailer bombs. What are these messages from the grave? We're back. How's it going in these troubling times? It's us, the two spooky boys. Mm -hmm. Hope your hellscape is as rich and healthy as ours. Oh, I guess. Always. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. How are you? Um, I'm doing okay. Just been playing a lot of Animal Crossing and uh, attempting to socially distance. Uh, You know, collecting furniture, chopping down trees, getting eaten by spiders. Yeah, yeah, I've been attacked by spiders many times in that. Yeah, I was, like, Carter bought it, because I have mm. a Switch, and mm-hmm. it was really funny, we were sitting at the table one day, uh, just upstairs, and we were, I forget what we were doing, I think we were playing D&D, but he just leans in my ear and just goes, can you go get me your Switch? And I'm like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then I come back up, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm on the eShop. I'm like, oh, <laughs> God damn it! I knew exactly what he was doing, too. It was really mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, but I, uh, it sucks that you can't have more than one island per console. Yeah. Because I kind of wanted my own. And mm-hmm. also since... Uh, just, like, he's been playing it a lot more than I have. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, he's just done a bunch of shit, and so I kind of lose out on that the experience of, like, building it up. But, you know. Yeah. Those kind of games I aren't think... really my thing anyway. But, yeah. you know, it's Animal Crossing. You gotta play it. You should still totally make a profile on his island, though, because then I can uh, basically do what I've been doing for other friends, which is basically being their Animal Crossing sugar daddy. Oh, my gosh. It's been super fun, where it's just like, oh, hey, I'm a few days ahead of you, so I have access to, like, uh, recipes to, like, make uh, special, like, items that you don't have yet. So it's just like, oh, here, here you go. Here's a recipe. I have, I I do already have a a profile on his mm. thing. I've only been on it like once or twice, but mm-hmm. I definitely have it. Um, mm. Yeah. I, I, uh, what's your guy's island called? Uh, I believe it's called Rock Bell. Mm. But I can't okay. remember why he named it that. I'm gonna guess after Winry from Fullmetal Alchemist. That's the best I got. Is that her last name? In that? Correct. I've never, well I knew it was, I knew Winry, but I didn't know that her last name was Rock Bell. Oh, yeah. I don't think Carter has seen Fullmetal Alchemist, so I don't know huh. why. Interesting connection, or interesting coincidence. I don't know if it's probably, it's probably not spelled the same way. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I've, um, I've been trying my best to, we're like full on, like I only leave the house to go to work and to go to groceries. Yeah, same. So, it sucks, but I'm yeah. trying. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, uh. Not that it's super important, but I did want to tell you, uh, because none of the names for my island could fit, I uh, basically just caved and I named my island Kokomo. <laughs> oh my god. Mm-hmm. Kokomo. Spider Skull Island wouldn't fit. Spanakopita wouldn't fit. Spanakopita. <laughs> yeah, um, it's from uh, Venture Brothers. Uh, There's heard... an episode where Dr. Venture, as a child, like we see in a flashback that he... His, uh, like he crash lands uh, after falling off of his dad's fancy spy boat, he lands on an island in like, on like the Greek coast. Where, I was gonna uh, say, isn't Spanakopita like a 
like a dish. It's like a pie Correct. or like a spinach yes. pie or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's awesome. Um, so uh, he lands on this island that's full of like bandits who decide they're going to kidnap him and ransom him off for money because his dad's a super rich, super scientist. Um, and then they see how sad he is because it doesn't seem like his dad cares or is making any effort to try and find him. So they tell him that the island is called Spanakopita and they introduce him to all the activities on the island, which are really just like the things they could come up with at the last minute. That's and they awesome. basically, yeah, they basically show him the best day of his life or the best, like however long he's there of his life. And then his dad comes, uh, eventually and saves Rusty, AKA Dr. Venture and beats the shit out of everybody on the island. But then we find out in the actual episode that Rusty has made a point to go back to this island every year to like relive those memories. So they have to like, yeah, basically everybody on the island has to pretend that it's still quote Spanakopita. That's it. Jesus Christ. It's so good. It's so good. Oh man, I'm sad you couldn't name your island that now. (laughs) I know it was one letter short. Uh, I would have just like short, like tried to short form it. I wouldn't see. And I I thought about it the same. Exactly, exactly. I totally get it's just it. It's just not right. Yeah. Being um, being inside all the time has given me an opportunity to, like, play games that are in my backlog, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I started playing... This wasn't in my backlog, but I started playing a game called The Cycle. Mm, never uh, heard of it. It is... It's going to sound off-putting when I, <laughs> when I tell you what it is, but I promise it's actually kind of fun. Uh, it is, like, Fortnite, except... Instead of just killing people, you, like, mine minerals on, like, an alien planet and, like, do contracts for, like, companies in a span okay. of time. It's pretty interesting. It's, it's, so it's, is it sorry. still, like, a battle royale? Yeah, you can, st- you still kill people. Or okay. you can, you can make, like, teams with them if you want to. Okay. Um, but the main goal is, like, there's, like, six different types of things you can do. You can, like, harvest minerals... You can hunt, like, mutated creatures. You can, like, hook up, like, Wi-Fi networks. Uh, and then you have to get off the... Because it, it has, like, a harsh atmosphere. And so you have to mm-hmm. get off the planet before the cycle, quote-unquote, ends. Or else you just, okay. like, explode and die. So, it's pretty interesting. It's just kind of a... It's one of those games that I play because it's mindless. Yeah. And fun. Uh, I also started playing the Power Rangers fighting game. Okay, I did not know this, but apparently the team involved are, like, fighting game, like, veterans, and they brought in, like, fighting game, like, experts. Really? Building, yeah, when building that game. And they based the engine for that game off of Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Oh. Yeah, okay. which seems like shockingly high pedigree for something that I would have just assumed was going to be, like, banal, like, phone-it-in game. Well, see, it's interesting, because I've been playing it, and it's not... I'm not going to say it's bad, because I don't <laughs> think it's bad, but I think it's definitely a fighting game for children. Hmm, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> like, it feels like... Like, I can tell that the fighting game, like, stuff is there. Like, I can I can feel, like, the base of it. Like, the, the base mechanics, like, different kinds of punches and blocking and, like, spacing and Sure, stuff. sure. But it's all, like, kind of dumbed down. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just really easy to win on... I mm-hmm. mean, maybe it's just because I've been playing the story mode and not just... 
not playing online, but like mm-hmm. just because I want to unlock all these characters without having to pay for them. Because right, uh, apparently Jen time for uh, uh, time force pink is busted as hell. Oh yeah, there are definitely characters that are on the more broken end of the spectrum. Yeah, ironically, um, her and Cat from SPD are really strong. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. But I've been I've been enjoying it. Um, yeah, apparently, like the bot like play, you know, playing against like the computer. Yeah. Is kind of just whatever, but the versus play, like, there's actually like I'm not saying it's going to be an Evo or anything, but like apparently the competitive play is like pretty solid, if you're like well versed enough in fighting games to like really know how to like mentally break all that down apparently that game is pretty fun it is i've been been enjoying it i'm not i i I shit on it a little but like i don't want to say that it's bad because i think it's actually pretty fun Mm -hmm. um and the story is based on the shattered grid thing that they were doing in this in the comics yeah the boom studios ones which i have not read back when i was still following it uh was it still going Mm mm-hmm oh Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. oh! They've got uh, that comic is still going. They had the spinoff, uh, Go Go Power Rangers, which is sort of like a prequel that. Okay. Because deta- uh, when the comic, the, the first comic starts, uh, Tommy is all or the Green Ranger is already a member of the team, and so Go Go was meant to sort of like be the before times. I see. And um. So that comic has come, or is coming, to a close. The the Go-Go one. But the man and is the author, uh, And so the author of that book has now taken over for the main series. Ooh. So that he can, like, better uh, tie stuff together. Oh. And, um, and both of them were involved in the, the uh, Battle for the Grid crossover thing. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I that mean... comic is really successful like yeah, shockingly really successful well. for something power rangers related which has always been really kind of eh, like it, it very hit and miss for sure it's been very successful um, yeah it's good the, at yeah. least the comic that as far as i've read which is up into the um up through the battle for the grid stuff like i'm, I'm pretty impressed yeah i i would say that it's like solid for like a game uh, for like a Power Rangers game anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. So you know, listener, uh if if you are open to such things, check those out. Yeah. It's on Xbox Game Pass, which is where I play it. Cuz mm, it's on Xbox, Switch, and PS4. It's basically yeah. on everything it's, as far it's, as I And I think it's on it. PC as well. It's on Steam. Probably. Probably. Or or the Epic Game Store. <laughs> Ooh. You know what? Pass on that one. I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. Yeah, I've, I've heard it's, like, not bad. No, they give out I, free games every week, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I am surprised at uh, the roster they pick, um, or that they have picked here and there, because uh, out of all of the seasons, there's one that's based on martial arts, like, exclusively, and they have one character from that, which seems odd. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, fuck it, right? <laughs> Fan. All right. Do we want to talk about the 
this the ep- tale this, of the captured souls this fucking hot garbage <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about it's it is a masterpiece <laughs> all right let's fucking get into it yeah let's do it look out because this halloween toys r us is your halloween headquarters you'll find every trick or treat under the moon a monstrous selection of costumes and a dungeon full of decorations at prices so low you'll howl so this halloween bring the entire family to toys r us for a halloween selection so huge it's scary <laughs> so we open we do have a midnight society opening this time we do uh and it starts with gary reading or like asking people what their birthday is and mm-hmm. uh telling them how old they are in like days yeah like days hours minutes seconds which i don't know how he gets down to seconds but you know whatever yeah i don't know he's got a fucking sick ass watch i guess anyway <laughs> so they're um I for- short king i forget eric is his name yeah eric yeah he's talking about waiting for kiki um as gary's doing this birthday thing and then <laughs> oh right the, the the setup for that is uh um gary asks eric what he's been doing all this time and eric just responds with waiting for kiki <laughs> oh yeah for his whole entire life uh-huh yeah oh romance <laughs> um mm-hmm. and so suddenly a bit like a camera flash hits one of them in the face and then oh yeah one of them says, hey, look, it's a flasher. Yeah, yeah, fucked? like that. And uh, also, when I think it's Eric that gets the camera flash in his face. Yeah. Um, I, I immediately saw it just because of, like, the shape and just the, I don't know, just the nature of the flash. It almost looked like he was about to take a face full of buckshot. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, you're totally right. And then right. David's just like, hey, a flasher. Oh, uh, gross. I just, mm-hmm. like, immediately, this is like 30 seconds into the episode. I was so mm-hmm. caught off guard. I had, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no. Already, mm-hmm. it's terrible. Um, so it's Kiki. She comes in, and she's got, like, a Polaroid camera, and she starts handing everybody, uh, oh, she, like, shoots photos of everybody. Yeah, she And then she everybody. starts handing out the Polaroids, which have somehow developed within, like, the last split second. Yeah, she's got one like, of those, like, really cool, super strength <laughs> Kodak yeah, yeah, yeah. cameras. Yeah, yeah, it's like Kodak on steroids. Yeah. Um, already, um, I'm oh. no, I'm, can I point out, uh, like, an editing thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, of course. The, like, it's, it's very early in this episode, and already I'm just noticing that, like, there's so many weird things. Like, it's a combination of, like, staying on a shot for too long... And then mm-hmm. immediately, like, cutting away from a shot that needs longer. Like, it's just, I feel like they were asleep at the wheel on this one. <laughs> like, mm. a, I don't know what it yeah. is. But it's kind yeah. of, there it's also seems to be, Yeah, there also seems to be, like, a handful of, like, weird, um, like, just lines. Like, there was the flasher line. And then uh, when the kids are commenting on how old they look in their photos, uh, Betty Ann, who is slowly turning into my favorite because she says the weirdest shit. Um, says something to the tune of, uh, like, in reference to the photo fading in. She's like, it's like a ghost becoming real. Yeah, I wrote that one down, too. I was like, mm-hmm. what is that? Not even, like, the actual line itself is weird, but it is. But, like, 
just the delivery of it is so strange. Yeah, like, everything she says is, um... It has this affectation about it where it's almost as if she is, like, marveled and experiencing all these things for the first time, in a way. Um, <laughs> she's She is the real-life Labrador girl. Yeah, yeah, kinda. <laughs> um, in, in the same way that, like the kids react to the stories at the end of each episode where they're just like, whoa, like, man, ooh. She kind of responds to that with everything and always has some weird, because she's the same one who said, like, we have to hurry. The natives are getting restless, right? Like, she always has these, like, weird throwaway lines that are, like, really dramatic, but not in, like, a, uh, like, in in that, like, stereotypical, like, I'm a girl that craves drama kind of way. But it's more like she craves, like, traditional drama. Not, not like, interpersonal drama, but, like, she craves, like, capital D, like, theatrical drama. Yeah. In, like, the world around her, right? Like, she wants things to be so much more, like, ooh, so and, like, big and grand. Time. Yeah, like, so much more big and, like, she. it's almost like she wants her entire life to be, like, she lives in Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Oh, shit. That's a fair... That's a fair assessment. Her life is a that's... Broadway musical. Yeah, like, yeah, everything's yeah. Over the top. She also, ironic, speaking of Broadway musicals, she kind of looks mm. like, maybe it's just because I've been watching Glee again recently, she kind of mm. looks like Rachel from Glee. <laughs> like, is Rachel... Rachel the main one? Yeah. The one played by uh... Leah Michelle. Maybe it's yeah, just I the head. I kind of see that. It's the hairstyle. It really throws me. Yeah, I think it's the hairstyle. It's probably the hairstyle. Mm. Anyway, so a- as... After the flasher bit and the ghost becoming a real bit, Kiki mm-hmm. starts leading into her. This is her first story, right? I believe so. So far, anyway. Um, and she's talking about how, I'm going to say native tribes used to, because she says Indian and it makes... Uh, she's, sure, she's, sure. She says that, uh, that native tribes used to believe that taking a picture of them would like be bad because it captures the soul. Right. Which I found out is actually a thing. I Yeah? Yeah, um it's mostly for like um like things rather than people anyway, as far as mm-hmm. I can tell anyway. Thank Carter for okay. that one. He's my my native fact checker. No, no, no. I I appreciate that kind of stuff cuz I've I'm always curious about that kind of thing like like when people say about like um like the uh, I think uh, like the Inuit tribes where they're like, they have like 50 different words for snow. And it's like, I have no way to fact check that. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Right. Apparently I just, I turned around and he's behind me. He was just like, yeah, it is for people too. So. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So apparently that's true. Ah, okay. Um, Good to know. And then, so after that, she leads into coffee creamer on the fire, tale of the captured souls. Here mm-hmm. we fucking go. Mm-hmm. So we were leading in on this like summer house with this mm-hmm. bright ass red roof. It's really gaudy on the outside, and I just yeah, wrote yeah. as this opening little bit rolls. There's just so much narration where there normally isn't any. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later in the episode, there's like too much, or there's not enough narration. It's like too sparse. Yeah, yeah. There's it's... there's a lot of upfront, uh, like there's a lot of front loaded, like here's the situation. And then yeah. once stuff starts getting kind of weird, it's like, it's open to interpretation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So this is uh, Danielle, who does not like to be called Danielle. Mm-mm. 
she likes to be called Danny. I, uh, I changed that in my notes once she said that. Oh, yeah? I kept calling her Dan. Oh, no, yeah, I, I put Danny as well after. Because um, uh, uh, Kiki starts the narration saying, like, oh, blah, 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 Danielle. And then eventually, in the story, Danielle says, don't call me Danielle. I only go by Danny. Yeah, she doesn't like to be called Danielle. It um, seems weird that, like, the, the author would not observe that. Yeah, respect the Put the little fucking respect on her name, Kiki. You piece <laughs> yeah. of shit. Um, so Otherwise, it's, keep it's, her name out your mouth. Yeah, exactly. It's Danny and her family. I don't remember her mm-hmm. parents' names, if they ever got them. I don't think they did. Um, I don't think they ever got them. Uh, so th- their, like, whole thing is that they are going to this, like, Airbnb-type situation. Right. Um, and the thing that got me with the opening narration is that uh, there's a line that Kiki says where she says... Danielle and her parents thought the place sounded too good to be true. And then, literally, not more than four seconds later, as the family, like, pulls in to, like, the parking area, Danielle looks around and says, This place looks boring. <laughs> Why couldn't we go to the ocean? Yeah. Right. I, I didn't know, I didn't, like, put a, two or two together there. I just, like, I must have missed that. But, like, yeah, holy shit. Because it's, yeah, like, like, too good to be true. And then she's just like, oh, I fucking hate meh. this place. Uh, hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> and then, yeah, her parents are, like, giving her a hard time. Like, no, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And then, mm-hmm. or no, what um, is also, the dad? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. The dad says, oh, boy, you're too old to have a little fun with us. Or something oh, to that yeah. effect. And he, she's Sidebar. Like, yeah, go. Danielle's dad has this incredible, like, uh, like DeBarge, uh, like Jerry Cole, like Jerry Curl mullet situation, and just like, ah, ah, his hair is ridiculous. Oh, dude, I I specifically wrote right after I noted the mullet was Daniel's dad is super rad. I wish he was the main character. Me too. Um, yeah, but after he says that line about not wanting to have fun with them anymore because she's too old, she just Mm. quietly goes, no. And then it hangs for, like, a solid three seconds. And then they jump out of the car. Yeah. Um, and so she climbs up the stairs and tries to rip the frickin' door off. And she's like, yeah, it's she touches, Yeah, she touches the door, and I thought it, like, cut or shocked or something with her finger. Like, she touches it, and she's like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to, like, open it, and then she turns around and goes, it's locked. <laughs> It's locked. Um, and that's when she, I notice, because it goes to her close-up, that her hair is uh, wild and out. Mm-hmm, it's very mm-hmm. Her hair's wild and out, and she's wearing a shirt that is at least two sizes too large. Oh, yeah. Which is, um, it sort of made me flash back to, um, I did an intensive Japanese course in Mississippi for right. uh, uh, one month uh, in, like, 2012 during the summer. And that's the look in Mississippi, at least it was at the time, was, like, girls wearing super huge shirts and super short shorts to the point where it kind of looked like they weren't wearing shorts at all. It was very strange. Interesting. I mean, super breathable because it's, like, super hot and humid and stuff, so, like, I get it. Yeah. You know, I understood it, but it did look kind of nuts. Huh? I was just saying, I was just spelling Mississippi because I thought it was funny. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's one of the it's one of, it's one it's, of the weird ones. <laughs> yeah, so her mom yells at her and like she's like check above the door, see if there's a key. And there's mm-hmm. a little mirror 
on the front of the door, mm. and she touches it, and she goes, ow! Because it, like... It oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, there's, like, a shocking sound effect. And as she touches it, this is when the greatest character in Are You Afraid of the Dark history opens the door to I, a... I specifically... Go ahead. Sorry, finish. Oh, no, it's just to, an, like, an immediate, like, z- like, a pa- like, a zoom right into his face. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when I, I noted... We are introduced to the most shabbily dressed Dickensian teen ever, Peter. Oh, Peter. Yeah, he know. I forget oh, his Peter. Life. Oh, Peter, please, I'm holding ice tea. <laughs> I'm carrying drinks. Oh, God. Yeah, so this is Peter. Um, um, basically, uh, to get a feel for Peter, if you're not watching the episodes along with the show, um, just pretend like a... A teenage boy has been cast to play, like, Norman Bates, but this kid has only ever done stage acting and is not, like, ready to bring his performance down for TV. Yeah, no. He's very over the top. And also, he's wearing an outfit that makes me think he's, like, an extra in Les Mis. Like, his, mm-hmm. like, his suspenders. Yeah, like, he looks like he's gonna be, like, showing up in, a, in the background of Les Mis. He looks like he's gonna be... Like performing for like newsies. Oh my god, he like, totally is a newsie now. That I'm thinking oh, about totally. It. Like he he just he looks ambiguously like old fashioned and ratty. <laughs> He's so ratty. He kind of looks like he has like this weird, almost like eyeshadow look. Like his eyes are very defined in his face. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got that like uh, that uh, like that uh, rosy gold kind of color of eyeshadow, like that reddish. Oh yeah. Um, kind of eyeshadow going on um mm-hmm. also his hair kind of looks like this might be a deep cut probably a deep cut but um if any of you have ever seen daria the best friend character whose hair is just like the two short like hill shapes and then it's just like super flat at the bottom that's kind of what his hair looks like oh i think i know what you're talking about i i've seen daria i i can't if remember. you need to look it up i understand I'm going to look it up right now. Her name is Jane? Yeah. Oh my god, you're so right. Yeah, yeah. His hair just, like, is super flat at the bottom, and then it just is, like, a little hill. It is really just like a hill. It's like a bowl cut, but super wide. It's... Yeah. Holy shit. He had... He has, like, the first e-boy haircut. Ooh. It's, like, parted in the middle. Interesting observation. Yeah. Um, Huh. So... This is at the this at this exact moment when he comes out is when I found I remembered that I had seen this episode when I was very young, and mm. he scared me when I was a kid because he's really he's really creepy as a child in my in my opinion anyway. As a child, I can see him being creepy. I uh, rewatched the entire series at one point um, only a few years ago. I. Uh, towards, like, the middle end-ish of my college experience. And so, like, I remember a good amount of it, but, you know, it's all in, like, flashes and stuff. Right. And so, um... I remember his face, and I remember thinking that he was ridiculous, but I couldn't remember why. And then he starts talking, which... Oh. He's so great. Mm Mm-hmm. He just goes, Hi. Like, he has, like, this weird, like, floaty, like, vocal tone to him. Like, he's always, Yeah, like... it's, it, again, it's very, like, stage acting. 
Yeah, he's really um, over the top, and you'll get. We'll get to that when he gets angry later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he introduces himself as as Peter. I forget his last name, but he says he's Peter something the third, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is important for later. Um, and he's just being weird. Like he's like he's wonderful to have you, and he's being all floaty <laughs> and weird. Um, and they ask him where his parents are, and he just dodges the question and just goes, and this must be your lovely daughter, Danielle. And she's just, she's just like, ah, uh, yeah, hi. Like, she's got this like, <laughs> really nasally voice. Because <laughs> she, she's then, very, like, sassy and to the point, and she, she's very clearly, like, uh, of a more, like, you know, 90s suburban, like, background-ish. And so all of her stuff is very, like, matter of the fact that she's like, hey, cool, bye. <laughs> yeah. And he, he clearly has this, like, uh, affectation of, like you were saying, like, very floaty, but, like, with an edge, sort of that, um, uh, oh, uh, it's, like, that very floaty, like, Norman Bates, like, he's not all there, but, like, with that hint of, like, sinister. Yeah, he kind of, re- I think that's what Eddie Redmayne was going for in Jupiter Ascending, <laughs> if you've ever seen that. <laughs> Like, that's what he wanted. I've seen clips. It was like, with, instead of like the, ha, 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 like that voice, like he wanted uh-huh. that, but he just couldn't do it. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's very much like, uh, yes, I would like that. Yeah, he's really creepy. Like, not creepy mm-hmm. in the traditional sense. Like, he's not actually creepy, but like, he's tr- it, you can tell that he's going for creepy. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's going for sinister, but his like affectation just his natural like speaking voice does not appear to like do a lot of favors for him in that regard so he's like trying a lot more with like uh like it's like he's trying to like remove his character's like emotional attachment to anything right but at the same time it just kind of feels again um sort of like betty ann but in a more like stage uh drama kind of way like that he just likes, it's it's almost like he got really into like the '30s and just like that was his that became his thing like his identifying feature. So he has to talk in like a more old timey times kind of way. Yeah, and that's just like his aesthetic that he's adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they the, he leads them inside. He takes their bags and like leads them inside. And they the, the parents comment on how beautiful the house is, and he just mm-hmm. goes, "Thank you." As he walks up the stairs, and mm-hmm. uh, Danny fixes her hair in the mirror, and then this is when you're going to start to notice that there's mirrors all over the fucking house, all like, over the goddamn place, everywhere. And he explains once he gets upstairs that it's because his family like collects them because mm-hmm. they're like vintage mirrors. Um, but before right. that, he cl- as he climbs the stairs, he's like, "You're in luck. There are no other guests here." And then he like mugs for the <laughs> camera, and he's like, "You'll have the place." Mm-hmm. All to yourself. And it's like, oh, <laughs> God. It's so horrendous. So, so funny. He sh- yeah, he shows the parents' room, and then that's, this is where Danny asks about the mirrors. Oh, yeah. Um, there's specifically the mirror on, like, uh, like above the bed. Yeah. And it's, like, like angled to, like, see the bed. Mm-hmm. So um, Danny's like, why is there a mirror above the bed? That's weird. <laughs> And uh, her dad checks out what I labeled as the sex mirror above the bed, and he's like, I kind of like him. (laughs) The sex mirror totally is a sex mirror. Oh, yeah, it's totally that, like, uh, uh, that MTV Cribs, like, this is where the magic happens, where they would always have, like, the mirror above their bed, and they're like, 
I know I live in California and I might want to be afraid of like, you know, earthquakes or something, but instead, sex. <laughs> I okay, this is a little sidebar. When I was younger, mm. my grandma had this huge house, like just mm. massive house, and she had like a like three different bedrooms that she like she had one and I she had like one like three or four master bedrooms, like master size bedrooms that were huge. Right. And I got put in one one night and it had like a full not even like one mirror, like four panels of mirrors oh above the bed. Whoa! And as a six-year-old, I had many nightmares about sleeping in that room. Right, because you know, as a child, you're used to seeing things about like crazy mirror dimensions and like evil doppelgangers, and so like yeah, the movie Mirrors had just come out. I was all fucked up. Right, so like mirrors kind of like exist to like at least at that age range, like, mirrors seemingly only exist to, like, fuck you up and brush your teeth in. Mm -hmm. And so, I can see that being super scary, but I think that gains a whole different, like, uh, like, slant to it when you, like, grow up and you're like, huh. Yeah. has got a lot of mirrors. Yeah. Um, On her ceiling. (laughs) Weird. Oh, God. Um, so after they show the parents' room, they bring Danny to her room, and it is, like, this pastel pink fucking abomination of, like, a four-year-old's bedroom. Yeah. Um, not, I, I shit on it, but I would totally sleep in that bedroom. Mm. (laughs) I mean, that's the one I would prefer, probably. Oh, probably. It's, she says, it's like, this isn't a room, this is a closet, or, like, something to that effect. Yeah, Um, yeah. And this is where, uh... Peter reveals that he, he he claims that his parents are on a cruise, and that's why he's oh, here yeah. alone. And so mm-hmm. he goes to check the parents in, and that's the end of that scene. Um, right. And then we go to Danny and her dad playing catch in the yard. Yes. Which is a very strange vacation activity, but you know, if it's like a summer house, I'd kind of get it. Yeah, like if you're if you're staying at like. Uh, we did stuff like that. At one point, my family went on, like, a vacation to, uh, like, um, Oregon. And, (laughs) uh, so, we were, like, and it was too cold to, like, go swimming and stuff. So, we did a lot of, like, playing catch or playing frisbee on the beach and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I I can kind of see that. I thought it was interesting that they brought everything, because usually, if you're staying in a situation like that, there's usually, like, stuff there that you just make use of. Yeah, because... Yeah, so that's normally what I am used to experiencing on those kinds of trips, but um, when they they first pull in... To play catch. Correct, correct. Like, when we see them pull in, they have, like, a big bag of sports shit in the back of the car. Maybe they're, like helicopter parents and like she's like a sports star at school (laughs) they're just like trying yeah maybe gotta train her up i i think i need to start doing that more like reading more into the parents as like people when uh they are like pretty thoroughly involved in the story i think i might start doing that more as we go forward it's it's a fun game to play (laughs) yeah just to like project and figure out like what's your deal it's like what's your damage lionel you looking motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) i love Um, him I love so much. I sang Rhythm of the Night, like, in my head the whole time I was watching. Yeah. Hello? Is it me? <laughs> no. Um, so they're playing catch. And mm-hmm. this is this is where we get the whole don't call me Danielle thing, because he calls her Danielle. Correct. Um, and she's like, don't call me that. Um, and then this is when the dad is, like, such a, like, a super dick to Peter. 
Like, he's mm-hmm. like, come on, get in the game. And he's like, oh, I'm not really, like, a sports person. And then he's just like, ah, oh, come on. Like, pick up a glove. Like, he's really mad at him. Yeah, um, I noted that before Peter is, like, fully sitting down and watching them or whatever, um, Danny and her uh, parents uh, appear to be on the same page that Peter's just kind of a weird goblin boy and that, like, they don't really get him. Yeah, he's like, um, that kid's weird. <laughs> Yeah, they're just like, that kid's weird as shit. Like, what that? What is his deal? He's very odd. He's very and, um, Yeah, so, like, it's it's nice to see that they're at least on the same page, so she doesn't have to, like, convince them later that mm-hmm. he's weird. They at least, like, you know, they're not going to assume that he's up to anything, like, supernatural. But, at the very least, they're like, no, nah, that kid's weird as fuck. Like, right. that kid's bizarre. Um, and, uh, so when he says that he should get in the game, uh, not to, like you know, retread, but uh, the way Peter specifically says it is that I'm not much of a sportsman. It's like, yeah, no shit. There's never been another kid, Danny, who's ever screamed, like, drama club more than you. Like, no (laughs) shit, Peter. He's like, oh, that kid's gonna be a drama kid for sure. (laughs) Oh my god! He's like this dainty waif of a boy who, like, insists on calling Danny Danielle and talks like this <laughs> yeah it like, wears like overalls and suspenders really really you don't play a lot of baseball you don't like have a lot of experience like throwing touchdown passes and shit really no way <laughs> no way like not that that's a bad thing like i'm not a sports dude but like holy shit like no duh you don't need to tell us we can tell yeah we we know bitch we've been known <laughs> um, um so the dad like convinces peter to quote get his head in the game and, uh, so Peter picks up the, gl- uh, like a baseball glove and the dad like throws him like a pretty reasonable pass. Like, you know, he, he tosses him the baseball. Like it's, it's not anything crazy. Immediately misses it. And it goes way out. <laughs> yeah. Like super and, far. Um, yeah. So, uh, Danny's like, oh, I'll go get it. And he's like, no, me, <laughs> I will get it. I'll get it. And she's like, okay. So he goes to retrieve the ball, and Danny goes over to her dad and uh, goes to complain to him about trying to be inclusive. And she's like, forget this geek. Yeah, calls him a geek or, like, a dweeb or something. and like, Which, like, accurate, fair. Fair, but also, like, that's so mean. Like, it's just, like, at this point, this kid hasn't done anything really wrong to you. Other yeah, he's than just, just a weird, dramatic kid. Just a weird, like, drama kid. Like, nothing that yeah. bad. Um, How do you feel about Les Mis? It's one of my favorite musicals. I auditioned for Gavroche three times. <laughs> I didn't make it. I did not make it. Yeah, so he he throws the back the ball back over after. Oh they yeah, have the saddest ground ball. Yeah, he's like, here you go, and it just like rolls very softly mm-hmm. onto uh, the. Me, uh, right after that, the mom comes out with a camera and is like, "Oh, I'll take a picture of you guys." And he and just drops and goes, no! Like, he just... He me- throws a conniption. Yeah, he just goes ape shit. He, like, drops it completely. And yeah. then after that, he gets up and he's like... And they were just no, like, I- they're just like, what's wrong? And he's just like, nothing. It's fine. Nothing at all. I- Let me I take a picture take the of photo. you. Yeah, go take... Go stand with your family while I take a photo. <laughs> stand with your beautiful family, Danielle. Oh, yeah. He says, let me take a picture of you all. Go stand with your family. And, like, gives right. her, like, a, the shit-eating grin. Yeah, yeah. And then, it, and then as soon as she you know, turns it's like, around... 
his face just goes like, Ugh. like it just immediately drops to like emotionless nonsense. Right, right, and it's like, okay, not suspicious at all. You're you're doing a really good job of covering your tracks. Complete apathy. Loving it. Uh, spoiler alert: in case you didn't guess this, Peter's the bad guy. Yeah, he's Pete's the antagonist of the episode. Shocking, I know. Shocking reveal. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 that'd be him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he takes the he takes the picture of her family and gives a sinister smile as the picture or and like a chuckle as the he like stares at the undeveloped photo. Yeah, yeah, just, just like this a blank <laughs> photo of it. <laughs> um and so as we lead into the next scene, Danny rounds the corner and I don't think you're meant to notice it right away, but I saw it. She has, like, a giant zit on her face. Oh, yeah! Like, just a huge fucking, like, Yeah, just, just a big old honking zit. Yeah. Um, and this is when... Which I'm sure this actress was really excited about getting oh, to wear. Definitely. She's, like, what, 12, 13? I struggle with my skin already? Oh, boy, I get to pretend that I have terrible skin? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> so she's walking through the house and she hears like a thud and then she opens this door at the end of the hallway and it's the baseball bat. And then we, she climbs the stairs and sees that this is, uh, this is Peter's, Peter's room. little, like, yeah, Peter's little, like, like attic I, grovel. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, I realize that it's not like a seaside cave, but it feels like a grotto. <laughs> yeah, this is like his lair. Uh-huh. And it's, it's got, just like... like a... <laughs> Baron. It's got like a one coat rack, a desk, and a bed. And yeah, like it, it looks like um, growing up uh, Mormon. Like you see a lot of like depictions of like Joseph Smith and stuff. And I mm. swear to God, I have seen rooms like that were intended to be like the set of Joseph Smith's room that looked exactly like this set. Man, sometimes I forget you used to be Mormon. <laughs> right? Like, occasionally we just don't talk about it for a while and you bring it up uh-huh, and like, oh uh-huh. shit, I forgot about but, that. But like, this looked, and the fact that he's just wearing like a white button-up shirt and like suspender pants and whatnot. He kind of like, screams Mormon boy to me. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> like, which adds which adds a different layer of fear for me. <laughs> yeah, must have made it hard to watch. You know, in a way. In a way, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so Danny Danny finds his little like hovel room, yeah, and uh, so she's just like looking around, like whatever, and uh, Peter like ends up coming into the room and starts talking to her like an evil stepfather. Yes, she like goes to pick up a picture on like his table, mm-hmm. and he opens the door immediately, already looking at her, and goes, "Hello, Danny," or "Hello, Danielle." Mm-hmm. I didn't mean mm-hmm. to startle you while not breaking eye contact or blinking at all. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so as, as she's like, just looking around his room and they're just like chit chatting. Um, it kind of feels like they're having two different conversations. Cause like, uh, Danny is just like, meh, like what, what's up? What's your deal? Like, what's your weird shit going on? Like, not that she suspects him, but you know, she's just having like a very direct, like, meh, like you got a bunch of weird old shit. Like, okay. And, Peter's conversation clearly feels, like, much more, like, ominous. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, a part where um, Danny, like, jumps and grabs onto, like, an overhanging bar of some kind. Um, I'm gonna guess it's, like, a water pipe or something. Oh, my God, and he's lying here. Fuck. She I does, just... like, a few pull-ups. Uh... <laughs> and then Sorry, what was that? 
No, I'm just, I know what you're going to say. Like, I know what you're Oh, yeah, so, like, uh, he, he starts giving her, like, an up and down, but not in, like, a lecherous kind of way, but more in just, like, a, he's taking in, like, the movements of her, like, muscles and stuff. Like, it doesn't feel like it's, like, a pervy kind of, like, oh, yeah. It's more just like a, mmm. Yeah. And uh, he says, I admire a girl with great physical strength. Oh, my God. Literally, was... What? so creepy it makes more sense with the reveal later like yeah. with how weird he talks but like it's still so weird to hear it come out of this like 14 year old kid's mouth right right and just like the fact that it's while she's doing like some sort of physical activity he's like mm, yes <laughs> and you're um, like oh yeah it's weird like, i noticed no matter how sinister you try to make it like it just has like a pervy undertone to it that's oh, kind yeah. of unavoidable it's like, ooh, I like your physical strength. Mm-hmm. Gross. Um, I noticed something weird. Um, mm. I noticed that the eye lines in this episode do not match at oh, all. Really? Like, it just looks like, like, unless they're in the same shot together, they don't look like they're looking at each other. Like, there's mm. no, like, shot-to-shot eye line continuity at all. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe just, like, intentionally avoided him having to, like, stare at her while she's doing pull-ups or something. Maybe. Um, that seems a little overly conscious for 1990-whatever, but maybe. Maybe, but, like, even in this scene, like, he he starts off talking to her while she's doing the pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she walks over to his table, or his, like, flower garden thing. He's, like, explaining the experiment mm. that his oh, yes, yes, yes. was doing, which I believe it's just he's t- talking about himself. Yeah, yeah, uh... Pete's grandfather was working on an experiment involving energy transference, TM. Yeah, some 90s pseudoscience bullshit. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, we also see a photo uh, that uh, Danny checks out that is uh, dated to be from, like, 1920, but one of the people in the photo looks exactly like Pete, and then he's like, it's my grandfather. Yeah, we look a lot alike, don't you think? Or, like, something, yeah. something to that effect. And so, yeah, but what I was talking about is that even once she's over at this, like, energy transference bullshit table, mm-hmm. he looks at the same spot when he's talking to her. Mm. So it, it just doesn't, you know, it's it's, it's weird. Um, yeah. He also has um, this weird line about natural selection, which made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just what? a little, little too... Uh eugenics for your taste just a little like he's talking about how the energy transference thing works and like how he's got two different kinds of flowers and how one of them is dying and the other one are on the other ones are growing yeah and then tries to explain that's a natural selection which it's literally the opposite but it's not natural selection you're influencing it right it's artificial if anything um and oh oh and this is when he notices that uh danny has a zit and he just seems like a little too into it just as an idea which uh, led me to believe that if uh, this was current, or, like, if it was set in current day, um, we would have, like, a quick shot to reveal that uh, um, Peter was, like, really into, like, pimple-popping videos oh. on YouTube. Gross. Don't get it. Don't get it. Don't love it. I don't Kinda get it at all. It. Yeah, but this is when she goes to, like, touch the machine, and he goes, don't! And, like, gets up out of bed and, like, chases after oh, yeah. her. And it's like, what are yeah, you doing? And, and this is when right. he notices his her giant zit on her face. And she's he's just right. like, I think you're breaking out. And she goes, <gasps> and then runs out of the room in typical, like, 92, 93 fashion. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so then, uh, so Peter then 
drops one of his signature smiles, and we see him hit a red button that's under his desk. And around the room, various panels on the wall and floor and shit uh, revolve around to reveal, like, generic science 1960s Doctor Who bullshit. Dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. The not ju- not the stuff in it, but like the effects of like the stuff folding out and stuff. I'm kind of impressed by that for like no, a show that, that had really like good. no budget. And don't get me wrong, ever since I was a child, I've wanted a home that had cool flippy outy shit. Oh like, yeah. Don't misinterpret. I want that to be my life. Obviously not with this kind of equipment, but like I want that <laughs> to be my life so badly. Not with but soul sucking equipment. <laughs> yeah. Ever since I was a child, I've really just wanted to suck souls <laughs> out of people. Yeah, yeah, just um, right out of them. So I, we stand. Uh, so <gasps> this is he pushes the button. Um, actually, it's it's intercut with the shot of her looking at herself in the mirror, and then she touches the mirror again, and she gets shocked. Right, right. Um, and this was when it I, it became clear that when she touched the front door earlier, that she was getting shocked. Because I wasn't entirely convinced that the house just wasn't a big piece of shit and she had, like, accidentally stabbed herself on, like, an extruding nail or something. Like, just sharp, she just gave herself tetanus, like a rusty yeah, ass Yeah, yeah, she just, like, accidentally gives herself, like, full-on tetanus. Jeez, yeah. And then, so that's when we cut up to the unfoldy science bullshit. And then yeah. we see that he has this big console with, like, a bunch of cameras that are in the mirrors. Or, mm-hmm. like, he can see through the mirrors. Um, mm-hmm. And then he flips open this other panel after this like giant tube device comes down ah uh, yes the the as i described energy tube the, the energy tube and he turns it up from like the low setting to like the medium setting mm-hmm. um, and then he gets in this the energy tube tm um, and and we then get to hear pete's maniacal laughter which throughout the years i feel like maniacal laughter has been sort of like the the like the hallmark of a villainous character because it's where the actor gets to fully, like, engage with one of the ultimate cliches. And I think they all seem to really love it, right? Like, it's it's this classic moment when playing a character, right? Yeah, it wouldn't have stayed a thing if people didn't like doing it. Right, and so, like, I feel like if you are having a good time with your role, or you're really meant to do that role, even if you don't necessarily like it, you put as much into that scene as you possibly goddamn can, right? Like, you you want that laugh to be iconic and memorable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is the opposite of that. Yeah, <laughs> abs- the complete opposite. Uh, and no amount of warped glass in the front of the, like, energy tube can help the fact that oh, his man. evil laughter is tepid at best. <laughs> yeah, I think they might have taken one of the funhouse mirrors from the Tale of Laughing in the Dark and just stuck, Ooh! And stuck it in the front of the thing. Yeah, like one of the, the warpy two-way mirrors. <laughs> Zebo, Zebo. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Good old Zebo zone. Oh, uh, the Zebo zone. Yeah, so, and then after he gets in the science juice tube, um, <laughs> we see... Uh, a shot of the dad, like, checking himself out in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he looks at his watch, and, like, time is just, like, going f- really fast on his watch, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, because it's, yeah, uh, the, it's not affecting the time, like... I mean, maybe it is, I don't know, but it's not affecting the time outside, right? So, the way I sort of interpreted that was more akin to... Like, it's not, like, affecting time, it was affecting, like, the physical components of the watch itself. Like, it like a magnet kind of thing maybe that could work uh sort of like like more like if you did that it would make more sense if it was like a uh 
like a compass freaking out, right? I think they sort of wanted that kind of thing. Like there was some sort of disturbance. It doesn't really make sense for it to be with a watch because, you know, watches are mechanical. Right. Um, but um, you could say that it was affecting like the watch battery or something. I don't know. I don't know enough about uh, electronic disturbances and how they interact with various pieces of electrical slash mechanical equipment. But yeah, we're not I, I guess that it was... My my assumption was that it was that kind of idea. Um, and then it was just... I would imagine the creative uh, team were sort of like, oh, like it's messing with it, sort of like how a magnet gets messed with, or how a magnet messes with a compass, and like ties to the siphoning of life force and stuff in how that relates to time or something. That right. was sort of how I interpreted that. I'm probably being generous. <laughs> probably. But if you haven't guessed by this point, the mirrors are steal quote unquote stealing their souls. Uh, he like harvests their youth to stay young or something. To that yeah. Effect. Yeah. So um, like the, the reason why uh, so much of the house is electrified is that apparently there are wires that are like, not to, again, not to spoil the ending or whatever, but I think it helps make the discussion later more interesting mm -hmm. if we sort of bring this up now. Yeah. Um, so this is why, like, so many of the, like, mirrors and other parts of the house are, like, electrified, because apparently they're all wired to this, like, juice tubes, science tube thing. Yeah, to, like, the, to the fucking, the juice machine where that gives him his yeah. youth. The juicer. The ju juicero. Oh, that would have been way creepier if, like... If it, it was, was, like, a juicer? Yeah, if it was producing, like, life juice. Ooh, did, and he, like, drinks it all the time? Yeah. Ooh, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. yeah, so, and then we get a shot of the dad, like, immediately having gray hair after mm -hmm. the, the looking in the mirror for a little bit. Oh, yeah, he finds, see... some, he finds a little patch of gray hair in his uh Yeah, mullet. and then we see the, uh, like, the tubes that are, like, showing the life count of, like, the mm -hmm. people in the house compared to mm -hmm. him, compared to Peter. And it mm -hmm. just, like, goes down, and then his goes up as he lets out the worst cackle yeah. ever. And then, if you can't, like, he's kind of, you know how like, there's sometimes, like, a tread-off with those kind of laughs where they, like, slow it down after they finish? Oh, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> like he's, but his is just, like, breathing. So it's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, like, really gross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this is when um, we cut back to the So, uh, yeah, so we cut back to the MS. You know, we get a commercial break, and um, Eric says, what was he doing anyway, taking a light shower? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, also, um, this is the first time that I've noticed that David has, like, the babiest of baby faces. Oh, yeah. Of all time. Holy shit oh, yeah. balls. Yeah. He's this a... is why he's a Hufflepuff. Yes. Small Hufflepuff boy. Bullied. Small Hufflepuff bean. Yeah. Yeah, but this is the typical, like, the Midnight Society trying to guess the ending of the story before it's even right. over shit. And, and again, they have to, like, quote, play dumb because it's not as if they couldn't have already figured out like what was going on based on the evidence given but that also again again dives into like how much the kids the uh i almost said the multiple sclerosis uh how much the ms are like perceiving versus how much we're perceiving because we get the visual element and right 
if you have the visuals or you have like the sense of tone like if kiki is doing character voices there's no i refuse to believe that these kids aren't able to figure out like what uh peter is up to but you know yeah i mean i guess yeah because you you were right when like they don't have that like we're not they're not seeing it right and uh so i can't be as critical of like what they can and can't figure out just because we don't have like a fair point of comparison right but you are also right in your opinion that it's just to like just in case the kids forgot between all the commercials and shit oh for sure that's definitely like why that exists I've, i've come to like firmly believe that that is the point of these uh cuts Mm-hmm. is to just ensure that you are back on the ball in case you, like, I don't know, like your mom came in from grocery shopping and she got Teddy Grahams and you really love Teddy Grahams and you got really distracted. <laughs> oh, Teddy Grahams. Then you're like, oh, right, this is what happened. Right, right. Yeah. Um, they're, they're doing it for, they're doing it for, you know, the kids like me out there who have ADHD and get really, <laughs> really, really distracted. Me too. Those Mountain Dew and, like, surge commercials really threw me off you know i'm trying right? and I was like trying to think, oh right 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 i was trying to think Sucking of like energy. what commercials would be on in like 92 or 93 oh like 90 uh like barks root beer <laughs> barks root beer um i haven't seen a barks ad since vietnam what was the <laughs> what was the uh the this ghostbusters juice oh ecto cooler that's the one <laughs> i think it would have been a little bit late for that maybe i don't remember exactly how ecto was ecto cooler i don't remember i don't remember exactly how long ecto cooler was around um did you ever have it when the ghostbusters reboot came out no dude i did i finally tried it is it just turns out i see it's just fucking orange they just color it green that's it oh it's still orange flavored yes people talk people have talked about it for decades like i have heard people talk about it for decades like it was this oh it's so good it's the best flavor it's just orange you can literally get the same effect and buy the orange stuff like it literally yeah just like has no difference (laughs) right like you can still buy high c that's still a thing yes and the main color or the main color the main flavor is orange like i was so let down by like the older nerds that have come before me that were like, oh, dude, you just don't get it. It was like a totally, like, ugh. It was like an experience. You you had to have been there. And just, like, lies. All lies. Oh, lies. (laughs) Um, So, speaking of your on-the-ball thing there, uh, Mm -hmm. we cut back to, after the the Midnight Society does their whole expository bullshit, uh, (laughs) we cut back to outside where they're playing baseball again, this time with a bat. uh, Hell yeah. And... Date, uh, Peter is suddenly really good at sports after like draining the dad and presumably the mother as well uh, mm-hmm. he like throws a strike and he's like strike two or strike three you're out and he's like my turn and he runs up and the dad is like old and decrepit like, yeah yeah not feeling uh, good. right cause the dad is like hey slugger try this one and he throws like the most like beta underhanded pitch in human history Mm-hmm. And then Peter like nails it. Yeah, just He's cracks like, it across. Like, uh, what's that movie with where it's Babe Ruth's baseball bat? Oh, oh, uh, like our hero or whatever. Oh, no, it's hero. the one that it's the baseball bat that gets struck by lightning and then it's suddenly really good. 
Oh, oh, oh. I don't know. I remember it has, like, not Matthew McConaughey. It's another one of those fucking weird-ass actors. Anyway, yeah, so he hits the ball really far um, after yeah, he just like the weak-ass pitch. And the dad yeah. just goes, <laughs> nice hit, Pete. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, like, clearly falling apart. Yeah, he's just, from the inside, just dying. So... Danny then offers to go and get uh, Peter's, like, home run. And yet again, Peter has, like, a total meltdown. Yeah, he just freaks the fuck out. Yeah, he's like, no, I'll get it. It is my ball. I shall retrieve it. <laughs> yeah, I shall get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and this is, at, before this, the dad complains about being tired and is like, ah, I'm gonna go inside now because I'm old and tired and I'm gonna take a nap. Yeah, both the parents seem to be getting pretty, like, burned out. And uh, they've got, like, heavy rings around their eyes and stuff like that. Um, and Danny seems to just be getting more and more acne. Yeah, she she comes back inside after Peter has his freak out about getting the ball. And um, he t- she talks to her mom, who's also getting decrepit. And mm-hmm. then she has a bunch, of, bunch more zits on her face at this point. Yup. Um, so her mom, like, mentions, like, oh, you should actually start taking care of yourself. You know, like, go fix your shit. You look wrecked. <laughs> You're tweaking, you uh, <laughs> So, uh, she, uh, like, gets pissed and, uh, heads off to the bathroom to go and try and deal with it in whatever way she can. Um, and she touches the mirror and it shocks her. So she gets pissed yet again and accidentally breaks the bathroom mirror uh, which then reveals the camera that Peter has been watching her through. <laughs> yeah, which she then, uh, after calling her dad in here, into the bathroom, he gets mad at her for breaking the bathroom mirror. Right. Uh, in reality, this would be the moment where, like, the family sees that there's a camera there, and then they leave because Peter is clearly a pervert, and they live to see another day. Yeah, so, it's like that movie 13 Cameras. Right, right. But JK, uh, the parents don't notice anything weird about it, and they end up staying longer. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so she gets mad and throws, like, a glass of water on it, which causes it to, like, explode and spark. Mm-hmm. And then we cut up to his, like, lair, and he busts mm-hmm. out of the energy tube, like, smoking and, like, coughing with his hair all poofy and everywhere. And I just didn't realize it could get more poofy. It's, uh, yeah, it's got so much volume, and it didn't lose any of its bounce. <laughs> he's a fucking easy breezy beautiful cover girl if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yes shit. um and so uh, sorry after this um she for some reason decides to go outside and yeah she's just like wandering around the woods just wander around the woods behind the house and she mm-hmm. comes across like the family graveyard mm-hmm. family gravesite um, yep Kirlin is their last name. It's, yes. It's, it's Kirlin. Or Kirlin. Yeah, so it's... They, uh, Danny sees his tombstone that's marked Peter Kirlin Third, which is what he called himself. And it mm-hmm. just says 1907 to nothing. Like, there's no death Yeah, with no death date. It. Yeah, no death date. And then... Uh, because we, we run a tight ship here, and we leave no stone unturned in regards to covering up our secret misdoings. Absolutely. Yeah, so she turns... Like, how could you leave something that blatant, like, 
like, like just write anything. Write like who gives a shit? Just yeah, write anything. Put any name on it. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, like and anything. not only that, she turns around, not turns around, but turns to like her right, and immediately she sees like his, his like buried, like where he buries his victims. Um, right, right. It's like his, it's like his uh, killer's tally list. Yeah. So it, it has like the same like, like generic interpretations of like uh men women and children yeah it has and, like little bathroom cutouts more or less yeah and so there's 30 women uh i can't oh like i got the i i wrote down the numbers like i counted it all out and stuff, okay perfect. if you want yeah like the the car facts if you will sure yeah. um so give me them car facts <laughs> um so uh she finds these weird wooden silhouettes and there are 21 men 15 women, 34 children, and then there's a dog with 10 tallies on them. Um, so, clearly he's been doing this for a hot minute. Yeah, but what I find really interesting is that, is it, are we supposed to believe that, um, like, all of them are buried in that same spot? Like... Unclear. Do, um, it's either they... a big old mass grave, or... Um, he is disposing of them in other means. Like, maybe, it might be that, like, again, I'm reading into this. Um, but it might be that, uh, like, if you get fully absorbed, you just, like, turn to dust, and then he just, like, sweeps you up and throws you in the trash. And this is just, like, for his own sick pleasure. But you would figure that he would keep this in his lair and not, like, out in the open by the other massive piece of incriminating evidence maybe what i was thinking is maybe like it just leaves you as like bones Mm. oh yeah yeah or like or like just like a shriveled corpse so you can fit more than one person in like a shallow i would say bones or dust seems the most likely if we're to believe that they're all buried there because even like a like a gross little emaciated corpse like that that adds up after time in terms of volume true so i would have to imagine Right. Um, um, so I would have to imagine that uh, this is... It's just like um, bags more, of dust. Yeah, like bags of dust, or he's already thrown out the dust, and that just gets like thrown in the trash, or he's just burying bones, which to me seems the most likely for like a kid's thing, that it would just be like a big pile of bones. Yeah, because bones are scary to children. Right, right. I mean, bones are just scary, period. But like, <laughs> especially for like kids' media, you can't really like go into too much detail. True. So I think bones is sort of like would be sort of like the good middle ground. Mm. Um, after that scene, she we she goes back inside and starts like taking all the mirrors off the wall mm-hmm. with like gloves on. Um, mm-hmm. And her parents come in and are like, "What the hell are you doing?" You yeah, and her parents are like geriatric at this point. Oh yeah, they're like senile and like disheveled mm-hmm. completely, and super belligerent. Oh, yeah. It's very belligerent. Like, old people del- del- belligerent. I can't say that word mm-hmm, for some mm-hmm. reason. They're very get-off-my-lawn yeah. at this point. Um, and so they decide that they're going to go take a nap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they both just, like, fall onto the bed at the same time. And this is when Danny decides to go upstairs to try and confront Peter. Right. She's got to go um, uh, up to the Phantom... Uh, up to the, like, Phantom of the Opera's lair and, like, have her big final showdown. Da, 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> so she looks around, <laughs> doesn't find anything, looks at that picture again, and then decides to... And she then she notices, like, the button, like, the big red yeah. button, and that unfolds, 
I feel like uh, they do. That, that brings multiple. out his cheap ass science lab. Yeah, and I feel like they they do a lot of shots of that just because they were like, we got to get our money's worth out of this because we spent all of our budget on this. Right, right. Special. Which I get. Uh, yeah, I get it. Um, and this is when she sees the cameras, um, but Peter. Well, it's revealed that Peter is down there, but she sees like an old man mm-hmm. in the camera. And yeah, there's like this old dude just like chatting up her parents. Yeah, and then she goes downstairs and like, is there a new guest here? And her parents are like, what the fuck are you talking about? And that's when... We're just talking to Peter. Just, just Peter. And then he stands up and he's like, would you like some tea? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then she runs away. Um, so that's why he didn't want to get his picture taken earlier is because I guess he still Correct. looks like an old guy in pictures and cameras. Yeah, it's it's it becomes very clear that uh, however this whole mythology works it gives you sort of like a vampire thing where like in mirrors you look old <laughs> you are oldie which begs the question as to why like i get that it's t- so that he can hide the cameras in plain sight but having the mirrors everywhere also seems like it would be very likely that someone would see your reflection and yeah. be like you're a gross old guy dorian gray get the fuck out <laughs> dorian of gray <laughs> that's so fucked up um yeah so she she after seeing that it's peter she bolts outside grabs her bag mm-hmm. and then back up to the graveyard she goes mm-hmm. uh and this is when the they have the protagonist and the antagonist have a, their little tit for tat so peter Correct. shows up and is like so you found out my little secret and like they get into oh the- yeah she like yeah, she, like, goes up to him and basically vomits up, like, his entire scheme. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, trying to figure out a way to, like, low-key, exp- like, convince her parents to, like, get out of there. Right. Um, which, I mean, I'm not saying would be successful, but I think that going and telling the bad guy that you know seems like a... Bad idea. Stupid idea, yeah. And so as he's, like, confronting her, he's offering her, like, eternal youth as opposed to, like, I'm gonna drain you of your life. He's like, live with me. We can be young together. Which is really weird and creepy, seeing as he's, like, actually, like, a 98-year-old man. Correct. (laughs) And uh, he also makes it abundantly clear that he's going to, like, uh, um, fully absorb her parents' souls, like, this evening. Oh, yeah. Like, his like plan tonight is, like, is the night. Tonight's the fucking night, TM. Um, right, right. Yeah, what I... I'm trying so to remember uses, what he says. There's this one oh, line he um, says. Where she's called, she calls him, like, something, and then he, he goes, No, I'm very, very smart. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, something though. like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, And so uh, she rushes up to his room and uses a um, mirror to, like, force him into the tube thing. Yeah, because I guess he's also scared of his reflection. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because, like, he doesn't want to acknowledge that that's what what lies beneath or, like, that's, like, who he truly is or whatever. Right. right? Because he's been living as a beautiful 17-year-old boy. Supple Victorian era lad. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And then she, uh, so she shuts him in and plans to, like, drain him of his energy, and she then drops a line, 
Because he's like, Danielle, no, we could be young together forever. Or some shit. He says, don't be foolish, Danielle. I'm offering you eternal youth. Oh, right. And then she's like, you mess with the wrong girl, Petey boy. And don't call me Danielle. (laughs) No. And that's when she flips the switch. Right. And And his nose nose are incredible. It's like, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) So. Uh, So his energy gets drained and it's given back to her parents. Um, uh, the family starts packing up to leave and while they're like packing up the car uh, Danny turns to the door uh, to the front door and she sees like an old ass 70 year old Pete uh, like saying some ominous bullshit it wasn't even ominous it's like they were trying to give him like a like a redemption at the end or, yeah yeah it was kind of just like, they were trying to like make him like Danny yeah, yeah. My, my time is over now. Right. It was just like, oh. It's like, are we not going to talk oh, about the, like, no. 38 people you've killed? Yeah, like the buttload of families you've murdered. <laughs> Perfect. Just just to be, like, just to live out in the boonies doing nothing. Like, just, yeah, doing jack shit. Right. Like, I'm not saying that there's a good argument to, like, justify his actions, but... There's an especially bad argument to justify his actions when he's not doing anything with it. Like, it's just extra not a good argument. Yeah, super. Uh, and then uh, the mo- after the dad's like, who are you talking to? And she's like, oh, nobody. And then her mom comes up and is like, ooh, I found this picture on the ground. Who is this? And it's like a picture of old Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like... She does the same thing twice. I noticed that. The whole... Oh, I didn't... No one was there. I don't know who that is. Yeah, and her parents don't seem to give, like, half a shit. No, they just leave just, without any question. <laughs> yeah, that she was, like, chatting up some weird-ass old man stranger. Also, or that, they, like, there was an old man stranger. Out? Yeah, like, there there are layers to this that don't matter, but uh, there are a couple in there where it's like, mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Um, All and right, so, doesn't matter. And then after they drive away he's just like and then they all lived happily ever after and danielle finally convinced her family to take her to the ocean which yeah weird callback to the beginning but whatever yeah Um, yeah especially because it was never mentioned in between yeah and then she's talking about polaroids and then she goes i got one shot left and then the midnight society all takes like a group photo together yeah and it just kind of like stops yeah it just kind of ends and that's that part and like the intro anyway i'll get into it in a minute but like i think the the, the group picture is kind of wholesome but yeah it's it's fine anyway that's the end of tale of the captured souls holy Mm -hmm. fucking shit (laughs) that was a lot (laughs) yeah Um, yeah um not to get too wrapped up in one thing but i i think david's performance will be the main thing we discuss (laughs) call it a hunch um or at least one of the main things that we discuss uh, in this, like, final wrap-up. Yeah. Um, so there is, and a, not to bring it back to this all the time, but uh, so there is an episode of Power Rangers that this reminded me of. Really? Where, um, okay. Yeah. So there's an episode of, like, the original series where, like, Billy, the, uh, like, the meek, nerdy glasses and overalls wearing one, um, he and one of the uh, girl characters get converted into like quote punks like their oh personalities my God, get affected. i just remembered this 
and they get turned into, quote, punks, which immediately means that they start wearing leather jackets and being, like, really sassy and rude and shit. I um, just remembered this episode. <laughs> um, so, not that it's super relevant, necessarily, but um, the actor who plays Billy is gay. Dearest. And yeah. when I was younger, this was one of the episodes that um, kind of stuck out to me. Right. As, like, huh. He doesn't seem so, like, mean as much as he does, like, mm. Like, it's much less, like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you and take your lunch money. And it was always more just, like, I talk in a nasally voice and I'm kind of mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like, obviously I'm not trying to say that, like, all gay people sound like this. Or, you know, like, anything. Obviously not. Um, but what I will say is that I think that Peter has a very similar energy where, like, um... It's something that feels, like, out of his nature or, like, out of his comfort zone, maybe, in terms of his acting range. And so it seems like he's trying to be really sinister, but it just comes off being very, like, uh, like, uh, very, um, uh, like, unnecessarily, like, uninformative. Like, he's just being aggressively unhelpful in terms of, like, uh talking with this family and like trying to because you'd figure that if you're like trying to steal someone's energy and you're trying to like you know uh keep them around long enough to uh do such a thing that you would try really hard to be like as uh like almost sort of um uh weasel your way into the family dynamic you know so that like so they like they, you yeah yeah so they like you and they want to stick around more but instead, it's like he's trying to be as on the nose as humanly possible. Yeah, he's very on the nose with everything. Yeah, like there's no veneer, which I think maybe would have helped. Yeah. Um, uh, or, um, oh, do you, yeah, if you, no, if you have a point no, that you would like I, to get at. Nothing, nothing, not, not specifically related to what you were talking about, but like. Sure, sure. I just. Like, this episode made me feel empty after I mm. finished watching it. In what sense? Like, I don't know. Like, just, it, like, in the moment while I was watching it, I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Because, like, mm -hmm. of, just of everything that happened in it. Like, mm -hmm. Peter and, like, the dad and just the weird special effects and all that shit made me laugh. But then after it was over, I was just like, I feel nothing. Like... It was just, yeah. like, one of the worst episodes of the show I think I've ever seen. Yeah, um... It's just really poorly paced. And, like, strangely paced, in my opinion. No, I agree. Um, and not that you have to get straight into yours, but my point does just kind of, in, like, naturally lead into my one change. Okay, yeah, sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off or anything. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not at all. Uh, didn't feel cut off. I just, uh... In addition to my last statement, yeah, I feel like this is naturally just part of it, where my thing is that I feel like you have to, with uh, Peter as, like, a character, I feel like you needed to go one of two ways and either go, like, more camp or, um, and I think this would make a little bit more sense in what's already there, to um, make a stronger effort to make him feel old. 
Like, uh, a good example of this, I think, is uh, number five in the Netflix Umbrella Academy uh, series, where they have this kid playing, like, a 60-year-old man, but, like, they, they make a point for him to have, like, these very particular sensibilities and very particular, like, affectations or, uh, like, just the lingo he uses and how he, like, delivers it makes makes him feel like a jaded old man instead of a kid just like talking in a slightly more like flowery kind of way which i think is sort of what peter sort of ends up as by the end of the episode like he's just like this campy teen in shitty clothes and i think but he's like not uh uh congruently campy you know like he's not uh matching the tone of the rest of the story in either direction so i say either make the story campier to accommodate an actor like david to be able to like play that kind of character or and i think this again makes more sense sense with the tone of the show like make that character like cast someone who feels a little more or like you know uh alter the script or whatever to make him feel a little more mysterious in like he's a little bit older like he seems old fashioned but to reveal that that's not that he's old fashioned it's that he's actually that old if that makes right. sense yeah no I, I think I think I get what you mean like like either camp up the episode to match him or ground his character to match the show yeah yeah sort of yeah, I think exactly. Really getting that cool. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I think camping up. I, I, I I'm always for campy shit. So I feel like camping oh, up for sure. the character even, or camping up the the episode even more would have been great. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Whatever of your like, whatever your agenda is in regards to the uh, tone, I mm-hmm. think you should you should have twisted it more in that direction. Right. Um, I would say. <laughs> I think this is going to sound strange. I think only having one parent character would have been a little more effective. Hmm. Why do you say that? I just think splitting it up into two just seems kind of, I don't know. It's not, it's not weird. I guess it's fairly normal actually, but I feel like giving it like the single parent thing might've added another layer to it. Hmm. But it's just like a thought that I had. No, but that, and Probably you could valid. have, like, more shit happen to that one parent rather than have, yeah. like, And I mean, I guess the mom happen. did get kind of shoved to the side. Yeah, because, the like, they focused part, on like, the dad for the most part. Right. So it might have made more sense to magnify that relationship because you've only got so much time. So I can, I can see the logic behind uh, wanting to uh, p- hopefully, like, increase the focus by having one less parent. I get that. Yeah, I just I, I was trying to think of something unique to talk, mm. to think to change about it, and mm-hmm. I thought that might work decently. Yeah, I think that's gonna do it for another episode of Let's Get Spooked, and we will see you guys again in the next episode. Yeah, farewell, spooky bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to another episode of Let's Get Spooked. If you would like to get in touch with your boys on the show, you can always reach us at GetSpookedPod on Twitter and Let's Get Spooked at gmail.com. 
And if you super love us, it would mean the world if you'd left us a review on iTunes. It really, really helps out. Anyway, thanks yet again, and we'll see you later next episode. Goodbye. Bye.